0: Welcome to major league success i'm super excited um it's been what a month
1: month and a half that we tried to get get together to do this just uh-huh. popped up but i have jen kessel white and lauren lucas from the lkw home team right
2: yes sir yeah. thank you Hello, thank you for buddy. having us
1: oh yeah no i'm excited and what we met six months ago something
2: around there oh, four to six months ago yeah we had a nice little lunch day um katie from real producers introduced us so yeah. Yeah. i'm like Who is this guy what does he want <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey like most agents right like why is another agent reaching out to me what do they want right right um no it's just you know s- six months i mean We communicate every once in a while, just touch base, see how things are going. But, you know, the goal of major league success and why I wanted to have you guys on is it's all about giving back to, you know, agents in our community or agents, you know, in the country, whoever sees this and understanding that there's not one way to be successful in real estate and agents come from all over the place and all walks of life. And it's really to share your guys' story let people know who you guys are, what you're about, what your team's about, and if we can have one other agent or a few agents relate to your guys' story and you guys impact them, that's all that, that's that's what this is about. So, um I always like to go back however far back you want to go. But typically I start growing up. What was what was it like growing up as a kid in your household? Were you around um, entrepreneurs, were you, were you in, you know, was your family in real estate or were you just And like me? I was just a normal kid. My family worked nine to five and I just fell into real estate. So what was your, what was your life like growing
0: up?
3: Go for it.
2: <laughs> First off, John, I want to say I was so happy and proud to watch you over at the boss event. Oh uh, yeah. 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 Nailed it. Uh, what a good support. It's like we grew the relationship together, and now every time I'm just like, what can I do to support you? Yeah. So um I, I think you did great and I'm I'm really happy for you.
1: Thank you. Yeah. Was that you're... was that your guys' was that your first time talking? No. Oh. oh, see. Um
2: I try and do speaking engagements whenever I can, get myself out there and be comfortable with
3: being uncomfortable. You did four or five in January,
2: right?
1: hmm Dang, I gotta get on your speaking tour.
3: Right. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying. I want to get paid. I would <laughs> love to get to
2: a point where I can eventually be um, a speaker for other agents or just entrepreneurs in general that want to take risks and do something that you know they feel really uncomfortable with or they're scared and nervous about because that was huge for me and um, I had a couple of mentors that said just the right words that got me to where I am today. So uh,
1: that was uh, back. That was so nerve wracking, but you know, what I'm telling people and why I'm doing this podcast and, and why I am passionate about helping agents is one, I think our success rate in real estate is super low and I think it can be a lot higher. Right. Um, a lot of times people go through the classes and they don't know real estate. They know how to pass a test. They know, you know, the legalities, you know, terminology, um, uh, but they don't know business. They don't know what that looks like, how to scale it, what to do. Um, and we'll get into that on, on some of this conversation too, but yeah. uh, that was the first time I ever spoke. And the first time I ever spoke about positive mindset and having a winning mindset and it was crazy that Katie uh, asked me to do it. And then I had to follow up the main, the main speaker on mindset. So, you know, it was, it was a little, yeah, rough, that, but, it, uh,
2: you did a great job. And um, I think that there's certain people that when when you do get to a point of success when you get to give back to others and after i left the event so many everyone came up and asked gave me their business cards and just said give me your slideshow can you share it and they there were so many emails that were like and by the way why are you sharing all this information like you're giving all (laughs) the catch (laughs) why are you know your golden nuggets out and i'm like because everyone's gonna have their own spin on things like i do it my way you do it yours. But if no one ever gave me this encouragement, I would have never known either. So if the best I can do today is to make you a little bit more successful for your family, I'm having a great day.
1: Yeah. And that's like, I mean, the aha moment for me was two, two years ago when like our team did 196 transactions at the time. And I looked at the total sales of Columbus for that year. And it was like 33,000 sales. Right. And it's like, What am I scared of? Why am I not willing to go out and network with other agents? Why am I not willing to, um, you know, reach out and help someone with a buyer's presentation or a listing present? I may compete with you guys on one deal if that, or one client, right? But, but probably not most likely we're not going to. Um, so why not just give back? And we have a, a, future, uh, uh, someone we, we both follow Gary V um
2: ah, that's my man
1: Gary V. and you know I literally what he says just speaks to me and that's how I want to live life I mean go have fun do it do it makes you happy and just give
2: okay <laughs> to share with everyone my favorite Gary V. quote
0: yeah go ahead
2: um it's that the pioneers never knew if the berries were poisonous or not they had to taste them to find out so I live my life in real estate. Just like that model, I want to do something that no one else has done. And if it sucks, it sucks. And if it's great, it's great. But you know what? Like, I I don't ever want to follow that norm. I like we just finished our website and I literally told our web designer, I'm like, I want you to look at all the real estate websites out there, and then I want mine to look nothing ours to look nothing like that. Yeah. Nothing. And like that's exactly where kind of we go. We just take our our norm trend or the norm trend, and I'm like, now completely reverse it.
1: And the only
0: the thing thing
3: on our website is your flip.
2: Yeah.
1: And here's the thing, like it caught my eye. I reached out to you about it.
2: Yeah, thank you,
1: know? you. I mean, it's just different, and and that's the whole thing. It's like there's not one way to be successful. Right. There's so many different ways to grow a team. There's so many different ways to sell real estate. There's so many different ways to generate leads. As long as you're doing what makes you happy the way you want to do it that's all that's all that matters
2: right totally so to go into your question about childhood what i mean without the therapy bill i'll just make it brief then um
0: <laughs> <be> uh,
2: <laughs> so no my parents were very hard working full time um i have two younger brothers i started watching them i think from the age of seven or eight on and uh my My mom and dad worked separate, different hours of the day. Uh, They barely saw each other. Everybody was always working. And we were very, like, middle class, I would say, on the lower middle class scale. Um, I was just talking yesterday when uh, somebody told me to they they said they wanted a quote for a house and they said now put your big girl pants on and i was like listen up friends i've been wearing my big girl pants since i was 13 years old <laughs> I've been working my butt off multiple jobs at a time since i was 13 because of the reason why i saw the way that my my parents never owned a house yeah. um until they got divorced but growing up i never owned a house we always rented uh and I didn't, I I just always saw my parents working. They never saw each other. There was no like family bonding. It was very much so like mom works during the night, dad works during the day, switch off, et cetera. Just really hardworking people. But um, I knew that, I, get, I guess it gave me the drive to know that looking at things like that taught, taught me what I don't want for my family. Um, so... I just knew that I had to move forward, work really hard. I started working when I was 13 years old and I never, ever stopped. <laughs> um, and I, I would say I'm extremely motivated and driven, but also I learned that from the fact of seeing hardworking parents that busted their butts and still never really got to anything, you know?
0: Right.
3: You want to tell them where you grew
2: up? I grew up in Queens, New York. So <laughs> was that? New- ah
1: tell you what, I went to New York one time, not for me.
2: Mm -hmm. I moved here (laughs) when I was 18. Uh, My parents did get divorced. My mom transferred jobs out to Columbus. And I stayed in New York for a little bit longer, about six months on my own. And then just, I moved out of my house when I was 17, just right around my 17th birthday, um, into an apartment by myself in New York. And uh, when my mom moved out here, I just kind of missed my mom and my brother. So I came out here. The first store I went to was Myers. And in Queens, it's very different. So I walk in the store and I'm like, what do you mean you can buy underwear, fruit, and a gun here? <laughs> I'm like, what did you do? where are we? Um, but <laughs> it Yeah, that was a movie. I'm like, mom, what is this life? Uh, but nothing like that in Queens. So, it, but I love it here. I love it here so much now. I I definitely, it. it's my home.
1: Oh my God. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, you, Lauren.
3: I grew up totally different. Um, I grew up in the middle of nowhere um my grandparents had like a 490 acre farm holy oh yeah Where um, in ohio in, uh near medina ohio okay. yeah. uh, I in wellington okay um so we had i think it was like a 17 minute drive to the grocery store <laughs> it was crazy um so same thing i had really hardworking parents that worked separate shifts um they both both worked for the state highway patrol uh so mom worked day shift dad worked night shift mostly um, he would pop in and out of sports games and stuff as he could, sure. but um, it was kind of same thing. Single parent, if you will, at each time, but we had two parents. Uh, my parents also got divorced when I was in the seventh grade. Um, we moved schools then after that, so I was the new kid on the block um, going into high school, which was pretty...
1: Uh, not I, went three, I went to three different schools growing yeah. up. So.
3: Being a female, being an athlete, um, I wouldn't recommend it, but... Yeah. You know you get through yeah. Um, so yeah I mean again just like Jen hard-working parents who kind of provided everything they could um, but they did the whole safe route with the state and um, I mean I'm sure we'll get into it I did it for a couple years and it just wasn't for me so yeah. um, kind of took the jump do
1: you guys do it were you guys like in this entrepreneurship growing up like did you did, or is it just typically I mean like when I grew up like like I said, I'm from a small town in Ohio as well, just south of Youngstown, and it's hard working. It's just hard work, right? Yeah. Clock in, clock out, go to work, and pay, and that's it. And I didn't grow up with sales. Did you guys do any of that growing up, or was it just?
3: Um, not really. I mean, we had like lemonade stands and stuff like that. My sister did 4-H, um, which is a little bit of you know money passed back and forth with you know showing animals and stuff. <laughs> sure. Like that. Um, and she was in the brownies, so Girl Scout cookies. So. <laughs> um, but I started, my first job was, I think at 14, I became a soccer referee. Um, okay. so that was kind of entrepreneurial because you can pick and choose what days you want to work and how many games you want to do and stuff like that. Um, but it's still on their time with their sure. Sure. Yeah. you know, yeah. so kind of, but not really. I'm just a rage against the machine. I, uh,
2: You know, you have a certain personality. I think entrepreneurs follow a certain Destiny, and it either goes to the fact that you are so passionate about a certain career that that's the reason why you're being that entrepreneur, or like me, I was so passionate about not listening to what anyone else had to say. Um, That's
3: awesome. You know, and it goes one
2: of two ways, and I was just like, I literally do not and it was it was a glass ceiling i was in the hospitality industry for 16 years when i left i started out serving and then as soon as i turned 21 and i was doing this all through college uh, they promoted me to a bartender i managed nightclubs restaurants bars um general manager of multi-million dollar restaurants and i just i I was hitting my ceiling and at the same time i'm just like "I, i i don't want anyone else to tell me what to do i'm tired of working you know, every single holiday, every single night and every single weekend, which, which, by the way, I still do, but it's way (laughs) different now when you do it for yourself than when someone else tells you to do it for them. And I was just like a, you know, damn the man kind of personality. I'm like, I I need to do something for myself. So it was more of a, not like real estate. I, I searched and looked and I Googled when I was ready to leave every kind of entrepreneur job one can have and i remember when i bought my first house i was like my real estate agent is crazy she's on her phone all of the time i'm like how do you live that life
3: yeah.
2: and now i live it hard <laughs> but um i mean we work a solid 80 hours a week each and and it doesn't stop but at the same time like i couldn't be more proud because it's a business we're building for our family our future and to hopefully get to a point where we don't have to work so hard until you're 65 unless you really want to you know right,
1: right. now
3: yeah, day will be on the beach when i'm like i've got a couple hours i can work today if i want to. yeah but don't have to you
1: right I no. uh, that's uh, i'm trying to get there by 40 i got nine years
3: she <laughs> has got like he's got
2: like 10 hours <laughs> i have like 10 hours I turn oh your birthday is tonight or tomorrow. tomorrow yeah
1: nice happy happy birthday
2: 40 baby, thank you.
1: <laughs> you know, but look, then you just retire tomorrow and call it a day.
2: Right. Don't that. I need to-
1: <laughs> <laughs> so did either one of you guys go to college then? Or just what was what was it what was it kind of like right after high school?
2: You have a good college story. Mine yeah. was just um, straight up I after high school moved to Columbus. I went to because not being a native of Columbus colleges are extremely expensive when you don't already live here permanently. Out-of-state for a certain. Tuition. Yeah, out-of-state right. tuition. So I went to Columbus State and got a degree in small business management and then I got um, a degree shortly after that again through Columbus State in hospitality management. Uh, so I just, I really love school, I love reading, um, I just really couldn't afford Ohio State. So I got my two degrees there and was able to utilize those in really amazing ways. I love Columbus State They did great things for me and helped me to um, get the best education affordably. And at the same time, I really felt like
3: I learned a lot of exactly what I needed. (laughs) I was uh, not the best student in high school, but I was a really good athlete. So I had a lot of scholarship opportunities, um, North Carolina, not actual North Carolina, Elon in North Carolina. Uh, um, I had probably four or five different, you know, soccer, softball scholarship opportunities. Um, my junior year of high school, I lost my father. Um, oh, sorry. So a local for my little sister and my family. Um, so I ended up playing soccer at Otterbein for a year. Um, ended up blowing my back out at 24, or 25. I had a major back surgery. I've got three fake discs, screws, all the stuff. Um, so after I couldn't play anymore, Otterbine at $40,000 a year just didn't make sense. Right. Um, so I ended up transferring to Akron for a semester because um, it was the cheapest public school. Absolutely hated Akron, hated it, hated everything. Uh, transferred back to Columbus, went to a Columbus State to finish my pre wex and then got a full-time job out of an internship. Um, so from there, I just went to college part-time. Um, but I did end up finishing my bachelor's degree through Franklin University um, after, let's see, four schools, <laughs> eight years, nine years, I think. Wow. Um, So I do have my bachelor's in law enforcement administration that is literally collecting dust. Um, But the next day after I graduated with my bachelor's is when I started my real estate career. So I basically said, look, mom, I got the degree. Now I'm going to go do what I want to do.
1: Yeah, uh, I went to Ohio State and I didn't even use my, I didn't even interview for what I went to school for. Yeah. I literally got lucky, found, uh, you guys know Tracy Chambers?
3: Mm, Sounds so familiar. familiar.
1: She was with, um, she's still over there. She was team lead at uh, Keller Williams Consultants in Dublin. And I had just randomly or emailed people I found online that was in real estate. She, Her name was one. And she She's like, hey, come in, interview with me. And then when I sat down with her, she's like, hey, I got a young guy trying to build a team in our office I think you could connect with. And that's how I got with Ryan. And that's how our team, you know, from that day, we kind of grew up to what it is. And same thing, went to school and now I'm, I don't even know where my degree is, to be honest with you. It's just.
3: Yeah, mine's still in the envelope. (laughs) Really, so I was applying for graduation after my capstone, and it was kind of like the oh shit moment. Right. uh, So I got on like Craigslist and Indeed and all these things, because I had a good job, and I had a really good salary with good benefits, but I wasn't happy. Right. And so I was looking for something more, and I literally emailed our team lead here in this office, and as I was doing it, I was like, I need a bottle of wine for this. Like, this is not, this is not anything. Like my parents were super safe, super conservative. Like if I go entrepreneur, they're going to kill me. Yeah. Um, and so I emailed him. It took a few days when he emailed back, it was like a, okay, this is actually happening. I came in here one night on a Thursday. I was here for three hours talking with him and so much so that my roommates were like, are you alive? Are you okay? <laughs> said, the person off Craigslist what's happening. <laughs> um, but it all worked out. So
1: no, that's awesome. And Jen, you said 16 years?
3: Yeah,
2: in the same industry.
1: So the next big question is why real estate then? Like what, like (laughs) I I know you did research, right? But like what, What? why did you choose real estate?
2: So one of the things I looked up was um, the characteristics you need for different businesses that you can be an entrepreneur. And I seemed to fit with, a standard real estate characteristic. I was very driven, easily motivated, not afraid to ask for sales. Um, I didn't mind working separate hours. I have a a five and a two and a half year old, soon to be three. And uh, I just realized that during the time that I was working in hospitality, working every holiday, every night, every weekend, uh, I just didn't get to see them on my terms. And that was the changing point for me where I was like, you know, I don't, I don't want this to be my life where it's Thanksgiving or Christmas or any holiday and I can't leave work to go see a softball game or anything like that, you know? Yeah. So all of that added up. And I was just, I I wanted a career where I could have flexibility in my schedule, but at the same time where I, I knew that no matter what I had the potential to make money. So I just literally researched. And at first it wasn't, I mean, don't get me wrong. I watched all the stupid home channels and HGTV the HGTV, and kind of like the yeah, fundraiser and like
3: nine hundred thousand dollars
2: house. And I was like, yeah, that looks great, but all the real estate agents on there look like kind of jokes to me. <laughs> and I'm like, what is this like fakeness? I can't do that. So I just thought, like, I'm gonna go in. I'm gonna be me. Work with the people I want to work with, and be myself and if they understand and appreciate me great if not that we're not meant to be a good match together
1: yeah
3: and it was just real estate was it
1: when what year did you guys get licensed 2017 Mm -hmm. both
3: i got licensed in march she called me in april and by october you had your license yeah i was looking for
2: um i was about to start hondros i think i started in may or so um But yeah, I got licensed in October, the 1st, October 1st, and I, it was September actually. Um, And yeah, I just went in it all the way and I called her randomly because I saw her on Facebook and I didn't know her, even though she knew me. Um, (laughs) I I didn't remember her Um, and I just knew we had mutual friends. So I was like, hey, I see you're in real estate and just started. Do you mind if I give you a call? Uh, when I came to this office that we're at now, I just really had a good vibe with everyone. Um, we're there. We're very like very LGBTQ uh,
3: heavy here in the office, so yeah. it's great. Super family oriented. Like we yeah, we choose to hang out with our other agents. Yeah, you know, as that's friends. And that's
1: awesome. That's how it should be. I mean, because right. then you don't want to go home, and then it's not work, right?
3: Mm-hmm. Right.
1: Or maybe you guys want to go home. You got kids and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Um, man, I had, a I had a follow-up question and I just lost, I just lost it. <laughs>
0: totally okay. It I'll, back we'll, hey,
1: we'll come back to it. We, I had, I had a I had a good question, but oh, HGTV. So that's kind of like when I got in, um, 2011 was when that was starting to become popular. And if you guys want to go look up a funny video, I'm pretty sure on my YouTube channel, there is a house hunters audition. Video of me at like 22 years old on my grandma's back deck. <laughs> it's terrible. It was terrible.
0: <laughs> but
1: that's why I got into real estate because I like the investing side of real estate. I like the flipping side of real estate. I don't. I don't really like the uh, rental side. That's not my personality. But the the flipping side, and I got into real estate for that. But then to understand the market, let's sell real estate to understand how it actually works. And I kinda just stuck. So that's what that was my follow-up to to when you said HGTV. I was like, Oh yeah, I got that video out there.
3: My reason for real estate is like totally different. So when I was twenty two, um, I had a really good job, really good benefits. I had I think three roommates at the time. Um and like I said, my dad passed away when I was younger, so I had a good, you know, chunk that I could put down on the house and so I was talking to my mom and my family and, and they're like, you know, why don't you just buy like a four bedroom instead of renting a four bedroom and you know, you can live for free and they can pay yeah. you rent and all the things. So this was in 2011 or 12. Um, and I found a house that I loved and I was ignorant to the fact that I could have my own representation. So I reached out to the listing agent and it ended up being a short sale. And a week before closing, they wanted me to bring like an extra $20,000 because the bank wasn't going to release it for what they had it on the market for, and. So that's kind of how I started. I was like, what went wrong here? Like I had had all of like six months of making sure I had everything into them, bank statements, W2s, lining up, you know, my landlord letting us out of our lease and people living with me. And then, I mean, I kind of not only ruined my living situation, but three other people. Um, So that's when I started like researching short sales and researching, you know, what could I have done differently? Um, and knowing that I could have had my own representation was number 1 so that's why I deal a lot with first time home buyers and educating them and advocating for them um but yeah I kind of took a lot of discouragement and, and moved it into you know what what isn't my agent doing for me right. uh, what the listing agent wasn't doing for me um and just got obsessed with it um, honestly and then obviously had to rent for another year, tried to buy again, ended up building. Um, but through that two, three year process, I just learned everything that I could. And that's when I was like, all right, I'm kind of at a fork in the road. Do I continue this great career for 30 years that I hate um, and retire at, you know, 50 or do I find something else? And that's kind of when I was like, you know, I'm, I'm already watching HGTV, looking up all these things, reading all these articles, coming up with ways that. You know, to build wealth with real estate, I might as well just get into it.
2: HGTV is nothing like real estate. (laughs) I would love to a sledgehammer to a wall, though. It's
1: like when when agents are just getting into the business. I call it the HGTV effect.
2: I
3: know. You're
1: going to show three houses and make, you know, $60,000 commission.
3: I think that's honestly back to what we talked about earlier is why a lot of people fail. Yeah, because they don't get that it is pounding pavement 80, 90 hours a week. I mean, we're three years in and still working 80, 90 hours with a team, with an admin. We're still working that much.
2: Yeah. And I mean, the hustle is real. I spent my first year deep knocking doors, standing outside of Kroger, Zettler's hardware. People were like, Yeah, ma'am, you got to leave. And I'm like, (laughs) Okay. Like, I was passing out my information to anyone. I still to this day know no matter where I go before I leave somewhere, everyone will know I'm a real estate agent. I'll put it in. I'll somehow slip it in there. She does too. I really do.
1: I mean, that's, and that goes back to like, there's not one way to be successful in real estate. Like I've never door knocked a day in my life.
0: Like, Mm
1: -hmm. you know, I was, I would say I got lucky because from day one, Ryan was able to mentor me and invest money into leads and things like that. So part of why I like doing this is because I know there's so many agents out there that don't have that mentor that, that they can go to, that they feel confident, you know, calling with questions or things like that. And, um, you know, I simply got lucky, but door, I always say door knocking works, right. If you want to do it, I,
2: Absolutely. Mean, I say go in the freezing cold when it's snowing out, that's when people feel bad for you and let you in.
1: Well, at the same time, you're going to, <laughs> you're, you're talking to someone that, you know, owns a house, right? Like yeah. buyer internet leads, which is what I built my business on. You never know. It could take six months, it could take six years, um, or they could just fall off the face of the earth and you never hear from them again. But at least when you door knock, you're actually talking to someone that owns real estate. And then it's just a numbers game. right? Yeah. How many houses do I got to hit? Someone's got, I'll be wanting to sell.
2: Yeah. A lot of it for me too, was just like, I'm like, they would say, can we come and get a home ev- Like, can, can we get a home evaluation? I'm like, yeah, I'll walk through right now. Um, but it was really easy for people to be like, I do wonder how much my home is worth. And that's just starting a conversation, building rapport. You'd be surprised how many people will hold onto your card for two years and then call you all of a sudden out of the blue and say, like, do you remember me from a few years ago? Yeah. You came by and I'm like, oh, thank goodness that someone worked <laughs> out. <laughs>
1: yeah. And I always tell people, I mean, even buyers and agents, like, I don't, I don't care when someone buys or sells. I want to be the agent that's in front of them when they are ready to buy or sell. Mm-hmm. Whether that's three weeks from now or. 30 years, it doesn't matter, you know, well, I, 30 years, if I'm retiring in nine, 30 years, probably I won't be around, but <laughs>
3: that's a referral. It's
1: fine. Don't worry about that. So, so you decide real estate is the career choice for you guys pivoting from, you know, what you were doing to, to, to real estate. Did you guys have supporters? Did you guys have doubters? What, what was like your inner circle like, and you know, friends and family, you know, on the outside, you know, looking at what you're doing. Especially because you guys were established or getting established, right?
0: Right.
1: And it's like, Um, why are you giving all that up?
3: Yeah, I would say I I had a overwhelmingly um, large group of people in my life who thought I was crazy. (laughs) Um, Especially having a good state job, and they're like, all you have to do is put 24 more years in, and and you're done. You can retire. Um, Why would you want to take on, you know, the overhead, the business building, the relationships, the late nights, the weekends, the being a therapist all the things that comes with being a realtor um and my mom even said she's like you're the only person i know crazy enough to give up a 40 hour week where you walk out the door and you're done for double that with like random late nights random early mornings you know driving hours here and there um so i would say it took me probably a good three months um, of getting you know seven to ten in the contract and actually gaining traction Um, before people were like, oh, shit, like, actually doing it, cool, Um, because, you know, you read all the reviews of people who entered real estate, and they're like, you know, have six months of reserves, and make sure that you have six months to not make a paycheck, and stuff like that, and so I kind of did everything that I could to line myself up while I was in classes to get people to know I was in real estate, Um, so as soon as I had my license, I kind of just had a couple people fall in my lap, Um, and a few listings, few buyers, and I think that setting myself up for that success and having that success right away, kind of flipped the script for people who didn't necessarily not believe in me, but didn't believe in the process.
0: Right.
3: Yeah. That's huge.
2: I like, I wish I would have done that because I think when you said doubters, the first person that came to mind was myself. Um, and that's literally because I was in an industry for so long that I was like, no, one's going to see me as a real estate agent. They know me as hospitality manager. general manager you know they align me with where they go for their parties and dinners and um, my sphere was all customers or servers and you know it, it was really so i just i remember i said to there was a facebook class that we had at the time um when i first started and it was real for me like the first three months i did nothing in real estate except for go to classes and learn I stayed working three other jobs because I was paranoid about working a commission only job. I made six figures when I left my last job. And I, so I was so scared. I worked for, um, I did social media for two restaurants. I did accounting for two restaurants and um, I bartended a couple of days a week during the daytime just because I was so scared to to not make money. And guess what I paid no attention to, real estate. You know, and I was like, so I'm in this class and she's talking about what you say on Facebook to try and get uh, people to buy from you. And afterwards, I remember walking up to her and I just said, like, how is anybody going to trust me? I'm, I'm new in the business. I've been in the industry for two months and they're going to use their biggest buy or sell for me. I'm like, why? They know me as someone who's been in this industry for so long. Why are they going to trust me? And she said, that's a mindset issue. Get over it. And that was it. And she just looked at me dead in the face and I was like, Shit okay. Um, okay. You're right. That is, it's a mindset issue. Get over it. And that's exactly what I did from that day on, because I was like, yeah, Jen, stop. Like I'm, I was being my biggest hater. I was too afraid to put myself out there. And I was afraid to talk about being in real estate because I was so nervous that if I failed, people would just be like, yeah, you and every other, you know, like everyone knows a real estate agent, you know? So,
1: yeah, that's kind of how, um, when I first started, I was 21 and looked like I was 17. And, you know, people would ask like, oh, are you even old enough to sell? And then I would start like trying to BS my way through answers because I didn't know. Right. And then I just got to the point, kind of like you said earlier about like, you know, you're going to work, you're going to do it your way and you're going to work with people that you want to work with. Right. And I just got to the point where I was like why am I trying to BS my way through this stuff when I really don't know? I'm just going to start saying, I don't know. Let me get the answer for you and I'll get back to you. And and people started, I mean, like I thought it was going to be an issue of telling people all the time, like, Hey, I don't know the answer to this. I'm brand new. Most of the people didn't care. As long as you put in your hard work and and showed the houses and you showed up and you know, you were on time and presentable and things like that. Most people didn't care that I didn't know in the beginning. Right. And, um,
3: so I think a lot of the consumers don't under, like even training our new director of operations. I'm like, there are so many moving parts to real estate. Oh, you know, you have so much going on. I don't even think that they understand it. So as long as they have someone that they can trust and who can communicate with them and say, Hey, this is the update here. This is the update there. Like that's really all they care about.
0: And it's just
1: communication. You said, I mean, it's just communication. Our, our industry would be, 10 times better if everyone communicated from jump. I mean, loan officers, title, you know, whatever it is. If there's an issue, just communicate. I'd rather know it three weeks in advance than a day before closing, right? Right. Um, So, Lauren, did you just pull the – did you have that nest egg and you just pulled the plug and just went?
3: So, I had a major back surgery. I was off work for eight weeks. And sitting at home, I was just like, what am I doing? Like, I really (laughs) – can't, I am an on the go person all the time, and I'm so excited to be home and in my bed because I'm not at work. Right. Um, when I got back to work, um, everything that we did was on production. So there was a, um, you were expected to do X amount of transactions per hour to fill your eight hour day, right? Uh, so when I went back to work, I was working the 6 a.m. to 3 p.m. shift. Most people were working 8 to 5. Right. Um, it got to a point where within the first two hours that no one was bugging me, and I had just had my headphones in and was doing my job, I would produce an eight hour day. And so I started to notice people were calling off because there was nothing to do. Um, they were leaving early because there was nothing to do. And my manager actually pulled me in, a, in the conference room and was like, we need you to slow down. Like you're, you're doing too much. And at 24, 25, I was like, okay, what can I do that I can do a lot more and make a lot more money? Because if I'm doing an eight hour day in two hours, I should be being paid for you know 24 hours in one day, right? Um, so that's kind of when I was like, this obviously isn't for me. I'm pushing papers. I'm not happy. Um, I beat all the soccer moms to the grocery store at four o'clock, but that was kind of the only perk. Um, <laughs> so I put in my two weeks about a month after I got back and I was like, they're going to kill me. This paid me eight weeks to be off of work for my back surgery. Um, so after that, I like Jen prior to had been in bartending and hospitality and all that jazz. So. Um, I went and managed a country club restaurant, bartended, kind of worked my way through finishing my degree um, for about seven months. And then January of 2017, I graduated and started my classes the next day and never looked back. Awesome. I worked part time in the in the bar industry for, um, I would say about six months just to kind of get my feet wet and make sure I had those commission checks coming in and because and, I had a mortgage and all that stuff at that point. So did you,
1: guys, did you guys just come in solo or did you guys have like a mentor? Did you join a team real quick and then branch off and do what you're doing now?
3: No. So I came in when I talked to the team lead that night for three hours, I was like, you know, here's my personality. What do you think I would do best? And he was like, you could join a team, but I think that you have enough drive and determination to figure it out yourself. And if it doesn't work, then look at joining a team. Um, our office, thankfully, we have a productivity coach named DJ who literally was my saving grace for the first six months. I mean, he took late night phone calls, helped me with contracts. Um, I had two listings almost immediately outside of our board. I'm like, I don't know what their contracts look like. I don't have access to their MLS. What's going to happen? And he talked me off the edge multiple times. Um, So I kind of give kudos to him for keeping me sane and making sure that I was, you know, getting all my ducks in a row, crossing all my T's, dotting all my I's, stuff like that. Um, but no, I started on my own and tried to form a team once and failed miserably. And then I was headstrong that it was just going to be me and me for the rest of my career until this one talked me into it. That's not true. <laughs> I knew she was going to say that. I knew that it was going to happen. It was my idea off the bat.
2: Yeah. She's like, let's do an event because we all we have a lot of the same friends. Um, and one of them in particular... I'm like, ooh, I just sold her house. And she's like, I just had drinks with her. I can't I believe so you're working mad. with her. <laughs> I'm like, watch your follow-up, baby. Uh, <laughs> but so she's like, let's have an event where the two of us like hold something for all our friends. I'm like, that's great. Who's going to get the buyers though? And who's going to get the seller? Like, what are we going to do with that?
0: Right.
2: And she's like, well, we could just be partners. So you started it. Um, so we did a faux partnership for what? Well, we went let's to say. something called career, career visioning that Keller Williams has and during that they really focus on you know how to grow how to grow your career and the type of personality you are um so one of the projects we were sitting next to each other and actually it was last year on my birthday that we were there
3: a year ago tomorrow literally a year ago (laughs) tomorrow
2: and um they were like what are all the things you love to do in real estate what are all the things you hate to do in real estate something you know along those lines and so we write everything down and i'm looking at hers and she's looking at mine and i'm like we literally have... Opposite. Complete opposites. Everything I loved to do, she hated to do, and, and everything she loved to, I hated to do. Yeah. So um, that night, we had a tornado, well, we had a tornado warning. We evacuated the hotel to the first floor.
3: Yeah. So everyone was like in the bar. Everyone's door.
2: in the bar. And so as the hours go on, and we're in the bar, and the hours go on. We we're have in a the bar. <Yeah>. Some taking back Sunday, some wine. Yeah, we were listening to (laughs) Sunday, we are drinking bottles of wine. And I was like, will you just be my business partner? Like, this is stupid. Let's just be business partners. Yeah. Like, all right. And so we we went into that with our, May 1st was the date that we officially started uh, last year as business partners. So. That's awesome. Almost Almost a year. Yeah.
1: Uh, That's awesome. So what was, um, so now getting into kind of like the real estate side of it, what did you guys have initial success struggles or some agents like like some agents come out of the gate they already have a sphere right so it's easy for them just to tap into it and hit the ground running other agents takes three four six months seven months sometimes to even get the momentum going so i'm always curious was it was it initial success or was it up up and down roller coaster
3: um mine was initial success only because i spent my three weeks during hondros reaching out to people letting them know i'm gonna do a career change just what i'm doing um so i had a few listings and buyers already lined up the day i had my license i started moving forward with them and and Um,
1: did you figure that out during your research before even going to hondros that that's something you should probably do or is that just something that just came to you
3: um everyone had said, you know, do a Facebook, do a social media, start your Zillow, start your realtor.com, you know, put your face out there. Um, But I knew being, what was I, 27, 26, that a lot of my friends still hadn't bought their first home. Yeah. Um, So I just was like, hey, did you know, well, like, you know, educating them on random things. Um, Luckily for me, my mom was about to sell her house. So she was one of my first listings. Um, So I did I think in the first eight months that I was licensed, in that March to end of the year, I did like 12 transactions.
0: Bam. That's without good. Without
3: having to buy leads or yeah. you know, lead generate in any way, um, just through my sphere, which I think was the perfect number for me in that first eight, nine months to not get too overwhelmed and burn out, um, yeah. but still kind of get the momentum. Be busy
1: enough to not necessarily have to stick onto that part time bartending job either.
3: Exactly. Exactly.
1: Yeah. No, that's awesome.
2: Yeah, I, uh, I don't like, it was very hard for me in the beginning, the first three months, but again, that's because I literally was working three other jobs. So um, once I realized that uh, it was Gary Keller's, the one thing that kind of helped me to stop everything else and just um, at the end of December, well, yeah, it came from Bull and starting the new year. I was like, I'm, a, I'm quitting everything. So the week before Christmas, I quit all my other jobs. Um, and that was about my three month in to real estate. I had done no transactions at that time. And in January, I closed three.
3: So. It Here's w- the kicker. I capped in like five and a half months. And she came in right after me. And DJ was like, she's gonna be the next like prodigy. And I was like, oh, <laughs> three months, she's never gonna catch up. She beat me by two weeks. <laughs> much in January and February she beat me in capping by like two weeks I was so mad (laughs) that we were very we're still competitive but we
2: were very competitive towards each other um it's awesome
1: I mean that's awesome you got someone I mean it's hard to I always say it's hard to be self-motivated that's why people fail at going to the gym consistently because it's it's what's simple to do is also simple not to do and to have someone next to you that's pushing you and be like, hey, why aren't you doing this? I'm
3: doing that. Yeah, it's super simple too. Like when you look at your board and you're like, oh, I have seven in contract right now. Maybe I can take, you know, a week oh, yeah, we can relax. And it's like, no. Don't ever do that. You do this. <laughs> and it's like, you close those seven and then you're like, I have nothing else in the pipeline. You yeah. know, so it's really a balance of like, making sure that we're holding each other accountable even before we were a team mm-hmm. of, you know, hey, I put two in contract this weekend.
2: She gets
3: a, a, she gets a little brag. You,
1: where, you, where are you at? <laughs>
3: It didn't motivate me. I'm like, God,
2: she's so braggy. It works. works. (laughs) But no, we do have like our board behind us and then everything is like Jen, Lauren, whatever. Even though we're 50-50 partners, um, we do
3: still kind of like keep track of whose client that is. And I would say about 50% of our transactions, we work together. Mm -hmm. And then you have your people and I have my people.
2: Yeah, we try and like there's certain times where I'm like, this client of mine is very well suited for your personality. So I'm going to start them, but... Like when it comes to looking at homes, like a lot of them will do either together or sometimes we'll go back and forth just because I'm like, they're going to like, they're going to like your timidness.
0: (laughs) Right. right, right. I'm
2: I'm coddling. She's very lovely. I'm like, Oh, this is a winner. Let's go.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Are you guys a believer? I don't know if I ever asked any other agent, this personality is the number one driver of what type of success you'll have. Or do you think that can change?
3: I don't agree with that because we are complete opposites. And I think that even before we joined our team together, we were both pretty successful. Um, Let me
1: rephrase that. Your your personality will dictate what type of uh, route you'll go for success. So, for example, myself, I'm very laid back. Like, are uh, you guys familiar with the disc profile?
2: Yeah. yeah, what are you?
1: Well, I'm an SC, I shouldn't sell real estate. But, from day one, Ryan's always been like, "All right, you gotta come into the office and make this you know this many calls, you're gonna talk to this many people, and that will you know equal this many clients right so like for me, my personality, I'm never gonna go out and and call an expired listing. I'm never gonna call a fisbo right It's not my personality i'd I'd rather work with buyers and and build that relationship over time, not in an hour meeting right
2: mm-hmm. so, are you." So I'm a what I'm a 99% D (laughs) times and every time I've taken it three times
3: to see if it changes. So you
1: probably like working with sellers more and people that make quick decisions.
2: I'm very good with sellers because I always tell everyone sellers hate you till they love you and they love you at the closing table. And I don't mind people hating me till they love me as long as they get to the love me part. But you know, like it, they're, they're very, um, it's very emotional on both sides of the deal, but with sellers, it's very uh, its very monetarily driven and it, it really does have a, a different emotion than with buyers. Yep. Um, and they're very easy to get angry, you know, quick. And right. I'm just like, bring, I'm like, yeah, give it to me. I'm okay with that. Yep. I, you know, I'll hear it all, I'll listen to you. I know it's not my fault. I know it's not personal. Um, But yeah, my goal is to get you to the closing table. So that's where I'm going to take you. Um, So I do, I do really uh, well with sellers, but I also love that. Like, I'm such an empath that I love a good buyer. And when they get all their good feels, it just takes me, like, I'm
3: solid on my vibes for a week, you know? So I do love that. But I would say in 2020, because I'm an SC too, um, I would say in 2020, we have really shifted in, even if I acquire the listing, she ends up taking it over. Even if she acquires the buyer, I end up taking it over. Yeah. just that's what we're good at. Right. Um, and obviously giving the best service to the client is, building that relationship is the highest priority. Um, so she's taken on most of the investors' commercial listings. I've taken on yeah. most of the buyers. Um, our, when we have agents on our team, training them, training our new director of operations, stuff like that, just because I have the patience for it. Yep. I have the ability to kind of take myself into their shoes and be like, okay, how do I best explain this to them? Where she, even with me, I mean it's it's
0: why
1: don't you why don't like, you know, I
3: don't know this already? Like <laughs> you do this, 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 and this. And I'm like, A, business partner, 50-50, B, girlfriend, <laughs> don't talk to me like that. And C, I already did it.
2: <laughs> I am very much so. And I do. So yeah, it's very I I like the way that you asked that question though, John, because it's true that Um, I think that if you stay true to your personality, your success can be driven by that. Um, I'm currently like audible listening to the next millionaire next door and they ask them. So it's the daughter of the gentleman that wrote the millionaire next door. And, uh, she kind of gave like a 2020. Who's the
1: author? Who's the author on that?
2: Um, it's Dr. Something Stanley.
0: Okay. That's not enough.
3: So the next millionaire next door is his daughter. Yeah. And she's also the same. So name. she is
2: nope, nope, but right. I would recommend it because in all honesty it, right has, it down. yeah. It it literally talks about so her father's version was a very is now antiquated and now she brings like the millennium vibe on it. And uh it was interesting to see like so they're like out of this many millionaires, this is what their personality types are, these are what like what kind of cars they drive and this is how they got to the point they are this is what their (laughs) careers are this is what they did when they were younger like when they started working Um, so really really interesting Thomas Stanley is his name Thomas Stanley and I think Sarah Stanley or something but um I would I would recommend the newer version and Sarah Stanley yeah Sarah Mm. yeah it's really I don't know I so I do think personality has a lot to do with it as long as you're staying true to it because I've altered my personality before for clients in the beginning and you're just desperate to get a sale and you just really want like you just really want to do it and you're like man I need the money Um, and at the end of the day they're never going to give you a stellar review because you're not their cup of tea and you're kind of a little bit humbled but in one of those ways that you feel like a little self-deprecating where you're like oh I can't believe like I, I made myself into a person that. I'm not for for sale, you know, right. So I think personality has a lot to do with that. And that's how you can be become successful. If you stay true to your personality, you get
3: to work with people that appreciate you.
1: And I think
3: that both of us would have been even more successful off the bat if we would have recognized that and referred each other. Yeah. You know, maybe not take on the client fully, but be like, Jen, you're a better fit for this person. Just Mm -hmm. give me a 30% referral and let's move on. Yeah. Versa. Um, because like even when we first joined our partnership we had a client that I'd been working with who we did highest and best got everything that they ever wanted um, but at the end of the day I was not straightforward enough with them uh, uh, how would you explain that they basically said I need someone who's more of an east coast personality and I was like bingo there you go. <laughs> that was the thing because they were yeah they were from
2: the east coast and they're like I need someone who's maybe more like me from the east coast personality and that's more like boom, boom, boom. So I literally showed that person two houses, second one in contract and every step of the way, it was like, okay, now you do
3: this. And they're like, yep, done. Where I'm more like, okay, here are the comps. Here's what I would recommend, but it's still your choice. Like this is what you need to do. And that's what that person specifically needed. So um, it really works out now that we're a team because we can kind of, you know, balance back and forth um, we even have clients where she'll start it. I'll take over. She'll do negotiations. Most of her out. sellers, as soon as she gets the listing, then I'm like,
2: and I come in with the bad, I'm like, give me the bad news. Come on. Yeah. I got it. Yeah. I'm like, give me the inspection report. Yeah. Oh, Lord appraisal. Here I go. You know? <laughs> uh, so that's, yeah, we, we switch off like that.
1: But I think that's, I think that's a huge, like you said, Lauren, I mean, if you, if you knew that in the beginning, your success probably could have been a little bit faster. And I think right. that's where like a lot of agents, um, you know, struggle because, we do want that closing, or we need, you know, we are chasing that, that buyer around that's maybe not the best fit, or not really doing things the way we need them to do things, right, and they're, and and the agent's just along for the ride,
2: right, and you know what, though, John, how do you change that, that's the question, because right now, I'm currently working with, I'm working with a client that I've been with for two years, and Lauren's like, at this point, like, I would have dropped him a long time ago, and she's like, I can't believe you're continuing to to do this, but for me, there's almost this um, like sense of pride where it's like I started this, I must complete this, you know. <laughs> and I, I don't. <laughs>
1: here's here's I mean here's the here's right what deal. I'm gonna say is look behind you. You don't need that buyer. You don't you know you got plenty of deals right there that you don't need that person and it's just sucking all the energy away. Where you could that you're spending on that one person. Now look the longest client I ever worked with was two years. And we looked at probably 200 houses. And I, they make fun of me on the team because I am the like, hey, here's the comps. Oh, did you like this? No, okay, cool. Let's go over here. And because I, that's how I am, right? Like that's how I would want my agent to treat me because that's my personality.
2: Right, but, I'm like, what do you mean comps? I'm like, <laughs> there's gonna be seven offers on it. What do you need comps for? <laughs> I'm gonna tell you what you need to offer.
0: But,
1: but I think, think, you thinking- know, already- like, <laughs> but just think, you know, what that person, if they're really not, I always tell our agents, like, if they don't jump through the hoops and the hurdles that, that we ask them to do and do it our way, you have the right to fire them. And it's okay. You don't have to work with everyone. Imagine it's spending all that time and energy on people that do like you or that you do mesh with, right. That do value your time and, and what you're doing for them. You know, you may be able to add another three, three, three names up on that list.
3: Well, and here's my thing, like this particular, and we go back and forth with this all the time, you know, <laughs> I have who want fifty houses, she has a listing agent who she gets exactly what they're asking for and it's still not enough. Um, and I think it's just like protective of each other's times and the respect of like, you know, you've got 30 hours this week doing this. You got him exactly what he wanted and he's still not taking it. What could you have done with those other 30 hours?
0: Right. Exactly.
3: That's more income or gotten our other buyers, you know, off-market properties or more listings or whatever it is, you know, and, and I see her frustration with me when I do show 50 houses to someone, she's like, are you serious? You're still looking. <laughs> they haven't found what they wanted and I'm not salesy enough to push someone into what they don't want. I would never push something into, but I'm like, you, you get do what makes sense. Right. Though. I'm like, you get yeah. seven. And after
2: that, we have a
3: problem with your search
2: you know or like there's something in that term where it's like we're we're doing something wrong i'm doing something wrong for you and
3: she's more of the you know this is a good investment this is how much money you're going to make if you stay here 5 years 7 years you know redo floors redo kitchen whatever right well, i want them to have that fuzzy feeling when they walk in the forever home um, so that's kind of how we dictate who yeah. takes over what is is you know if it's someone who really wants the data and wants the coddling then that's going to be me if it's someone who just wants someone to give them, you know, here's the a b c and d of it, then that's her. So. Yeah.
1: No, that's awesome. Um have you guys always done social media? I know that's kind of is that your is that your main thing or did you just
2: No. It's, I hate it. It's so weird because I in the beginning like that Facebook class I talked about where the woman had the teacher said to me, you know, that's mindset get over it. I mean, I the only time I posted on social media was literally if I like shared a picture of my kid or something like that. Um, and then somehow now it's my like niche. It's my thing. It's like, Oh, you're welcome home. 614. And then they, they're like, I've been following you and like, or I'll walk in somewhere and they're like, are you welcome home? Six. And I'm like, Oh my Lord. <laughs> um, I, I would have officially an influencer. I, well, I would not have like thought that would ever have been me, yeah. but, um, after I did come out of my mindset. And then I looked at, so I took like maybe the 10 top agents that I was like, I would like to see my sales or success look something like theirs. And then I looked at what their social media looked like. And then I was like, wow, I, that's lame. <laughs> um, I, I like, honestly, I was just like, I don't know. Uh, so then I just started looking out of state and that's really where I kind of came up with it all. I was looking for like the top 10 real estate agents in New York City, Chicago, San Diego. And I started getting um inspiration from there and looking at like, oh wow, it doesn't have to all be like a big red stamp sold sign on a house. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, I can do whatever I want to do.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, so now it's become my thing. And I've never went like live on a video before. I never went to video anything. And um Chris Sazaprov from yeah. World Class Title. He was just like you know what? I challenged somebody in this room to a 14 day video challenge. And I'm like, I'll do it. And literally I did my 14 day video challenge and I received a tremendous amount of outreach from it. I mean, people were messaging me daily. Like I love what you did today or just talking to me. It, it, it made a huge change in my life. Well, and tell about your avatar too? Uh, so I do you have an avatar? <clears throat> Someone who, if I don't think they're going to like my post, I won't post so um, it's my not ideal client, but I think it's whoever is looking at my social media the most. Looking at your analytics,
3: this is who. Yeah, after, is who I, after
2: I worked on Instagram for a little bit, I can tell who's looking at my profile, the type of person they are. So my avatar's name is Sarah. She lives in German Village right now. Her and her significant other rent. They have a dog with a backyard. Uh, they're engaged. They're getting married really soon, and they like to build their family. Um, she's in her younger 30s and it's their first home buy. Um, So there's my avatar. Now, every time I post on social media, if I don't think Sarah's going to hit like, I'm not going to post it. And that's exactly how I go because these are who I'm talking to. These are my clients. So they're all Sarah's in my mind. You know, it's this, it's this female that is looking with her boyfriend and, you know, they, they're looking for a house, they, they need the fenced in backyard or something along those lines, but it's a first time home buyer, young 30s. And, and they're like, I, I have what exactly I know who my audience is. So now I post only to her in my mind when I do it.
3: And both of us are between 24 and 34, like 70% female. Mm-hmm. So that is like, That's awesome. Up with, yeah, you know, who is she looking to?
1: Yeah, yeah. I was never big on social media until I started really following Gary Vee honestly and that's been over the last I would say eight months
3: yeah to uh, a meeting with us in July oh let me tell you he
2: what where
1: are you going I,
2: I got kicked out of like they Literally. they had to they had to drag me
3: away from him
1: I remember <laughs> you telling me that story
3: <laughs> yeah I was in line next and so of course me being like super shy I'm like she's fine it's fine they're like no she's gonna go and I'm like and I'm
2: like Okay, Sorry. Gary, so let's talk. And they're like, yeah, you're here for a picture, girl. Like, move on. And I'm like, am no, oh, no, totally telling him stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, like, I've tried his dollar eighty strategy so, so many times. Yeah. And, like, I literally, the happy hour we were at last night was with um, some of the loan officers we do business with. And you guys, are you guys on TikTok?
2: We I am. We have accounts. I just feel due to time constraints that I, it's really hard time-wise. Yeah, post it.
0: Post,
1: go go follow, go follow Major League Success if you want some inspiration. Yeah. <laughs> on TikTok, but no, I but I was talking. So I was showing all the loan officers of like, hey, you can use this platform. It's or get you know because you know Gary obviously talks about it all the time. Mm-hmm. And I challenged him to do a hundred comments on social media in the next week. Like a hundred comments. If you comment on someone's Facebook or Instagram or whatever, that's harder to do than what you think.
2: Yeah. I was meeting with somebody the other day that owns a co-working business. And um, we were talking about social media. I, I, I get asked about more often than not, like, let's go have coffee. I want to talk about social media. And we were talking about engagement, and she sets herself a time frame three times a day for 15 minutes per time frame to go. And it just it's purely engaging, engaging, engaging. It's so important. Yeah. And but it also needs to be real. Like, I, you know, you can't just go on someone and be like, "I'm so happy for you, heart" or whatever. Like, yeah, great. Nobody cares. Like, you need to provide value. So, what are you doing to add to that?
3: Or,
1: and and that's why I said 100 comments is hard. It's hard. Actually, I think give a hard.
3: shit. <laughs> <laughs> Noticed a lot too on our Instagram. At least we've come up with like we've tweaked it a lot, like 30 hashtags. Of what makes sense and she gets a lot of followers just based off of I've hashtags checked hashtags done. over and over again and changed them multiple times
2: but you know one of the things that I would say the most valuable social media strategy I found is when and when one of my clients moves into a neighborhood I'm not super familiar with um, I'll follow like their neighborhood or their Commission's account on Facebook and they'll post like hey this weekend Whitehall we're having uh, this fair And I'll see that come up and immediately I'm going to pull it and I'm going to share it to my client's page. That's an
1: awesome idea. Oh,
2: I'm telling you what, they love it. And I'll just get those anytime I see something or I have vegan clients. And every time like a new vegan restaurant opens, I, I share it to them. And they're like, oh my gosh, we wanted to try that one. Forgot about it. Thanks so much. We didn't know when they were opening. And it's really small things like that. So I just think about like where they're moving, following what like little events, especially if they have families or what they're interested in. Um, and then sending them things like that, because that type of engagement is way more like, I don't know. It's, it's more real, you know, authentic. Yeah.
1: You know, oh, that's awesome. Are you guys just heavy on, um, Instagram or you do all of it? Facebook and LinkedIn, mm-hmm. LinkedIn, all that stuff.
3: 17,000 followers beyond her Instagram, Instagram, my personal, my business, our team, we have a team LinkedIn, both personal LinkedIn's personal Facebooks, business (laughs) Facebooks. Uh, I have a Snapchat. You do have a Snapchat, but you don't ever use it. I just like filters. I don't even get
0: Um, on Marley anymore. But that's
3: kind of where we give like, for example, we started this business to business uh, partnership this year, um, and we're giving opportunity for other businesses to partner with us, to put them in front of our 17,000 followers. That's awesome. Um, And we're just asking for referrals in return. Um, So we have a lot of people who follow us, If we had about, I don't know, 80 hours more in a week, we could engage with them a lot more. Um, But it's just a matter of kind of finding that balance of where are we getting the most out of, you know, she's super Instagram heavy. Um, I would say my personal Facebook, my personal Instagram gets a lot, but I'm super business Facebook heavy um, with investors or people who say, you know, so-and-so told me to reach out to you, whatever. Um, so we just kind of figure out where we're getting the most traction and try to go from there.
1: I gotcha. Um, so future, future goals. What, what do you guys want to do? What do you guys want to accomplish in the next five years? What's a target? That could be, that could be whatever team,
3: um, business. So we, when we first partnered, um, I'll tell my side. you tell yours. Okay. So I want to eventually have little, small, LKW home teams all over the nation. Um, So we call it expansion with Keller Williams, have expansion teams or whatever. Um, They would still be under our um, brand, but they would be in their own- Market. Market, whatever. Um, So our end goal would be have rental properties wherever we have these small, mini teams. I had a list of like 10 cities that I would like to be in. Obviously, as markets change, that's going to change. Sure. Uh, but San Diego is kind of both of our end goal. Um, so if we can have property there, a team there, a passive income there, reason to travel there um, while still having the hub of Columbus. Um, so we hired a director of operations this year who has long-term goals um, to kind of be our CEO in the long term. So as soon as I get her and our team to a point where the two of us could step out. I will do expansion and Jen will do. Huh.
2: So I have a couple of different things like my next number one goal is I definitely want to do um, an Airbnb. I am determined to like dip my toe in every amount of water possible to see what I love and what I hate and to learn from it. So like I did my first flip. It was extremely successful. Um, I did I I want to do a rental property, but I'm going to hold off a little bit on that. I really want to try Airbnb next. I would love to be a um, public speaker. I don't know why I would ever choose that because never in my life would I have thought that. But I did have at least two or three individuals that came into my world when I first started real estate that absolutely changed my life due to a class they were teaching, something they said to me personally Um, I was in a class that said what is your why did you hear me talking about that one yeah Yeah. Um, and everybody says it's their family or their kids and I always said it was my family Um, and she said like if you don't think you know your why come see me afterwards I think I can help you and it's always been something where like I auto-generated the word family. Right. Uh, so I went up to her and I was like, "I, I always say it's my family. I love my family. Of course, like I'm doing everything for my family, but, um, she was talking to me and she's like, what makes you like, so at the end of the day, like what makes you so happy if you could accomplish something? Um, like what would change your world if you did something? And I was like, if I did something for someone else and made them have the bravery, courage and took risk to develop their career so they can change their life for themselves and their family I would feel like the best person ever. Uh, and she's and then I just started like bawling crying and she's like and there's your why there it is right there. Um, so she asked me like three questions that got me to that answer and um, I realized that because of what other people did for me that when I became successful, I just kept on thinking like, man, I want to give this back. And I never wanted to speak in front of people ever before, but now I just want to. So anytime someone's like, will you speak? Will you do this? I'm like, absolutely. Give me everything to speak at. Um, I just want to see if I can help someone change their life a little bit. And if anyone, because I was in this job that I thought I'm going to be stuck in hospitality till I retire and I'm going to be like, you know, just old and body worn down and I didn't want that for myself and I took a risk very very cautiously um and it ended up working out great because of other people around me that inspired me yeah. so now I just have this urge to like give that back yeah. because it changed my whole life so I'm gonna do that So that's awesome yeah
1: what um what's what do you think there? I, Obviously, there's a couple goals there for for each of you and for the team, but what's one thing you think you need to put into your business in order to get to those goals in the next five years?
2: Database. That was my, like, if you were going to say, what's one thing you started your business wishing you would have done? And what's one thing that you every day wish you would focus on? It would be
3: database, 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 follow up, follow up, follow up, you know? So being the SC of the team, um, I think the organization of having actual checklists and processes and systems in place, um, I thought I had all that as best I could. Um, Now that we have an actual director of operations who's taking about 25 hours off of my plate per week, um, she still has a lot of questions. So her and I are working together to kind of revamp, okay, as the director of operations, You know, I had everything very agent oriented and she's not an agent and she's like, you know, I don't know what this means or I don't. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going to explain it to you. You put it in layman's terms. So if we hire Joe Schmo off the street next year to replace you, they can walk in and have this entire manual. Um, So organization and having all of that set up would be mine. Um, I think my second aside from database would just be, um, you know, just getting all your ducks in a row for the most part what's that mean elaborate having having vendors (laughs) that you know and having like a vendor sheet because all of that makes you seem super credible to your client um you know first thing we do we go in contract we send out next steps we send out a five page vendor list of electricians and plumbers and inspectors and lenders and and every time we send that out i feel like people are like wow like you guys are organized it's prepared. like the realtors angie's list you
2: yeah. know like here's the people that our clients have used and we change it all the
3: time mm-hmm. like if, yep. if someone crosses you know one of our clients in a wrong way like they're just gone and we put someone else on how many
1: um, how many agents you guys have uh just-
3: right now three so gladly three we had um, plus you two. Five.
1: plus you two right
3: no no so it's awesome just, okay. and so- matthew's my brother who's on the team too we we did have five We had five. We went to Denver to meet my business coach in January. Uh, Basically laid out everything that we had built um, in the first seven months and said, "You know, our agents want to make $100,000 each. Um, We can't do that with what I have built. I don't know enough. I've only been in the industry for two and a half years. Help us. Uh, He broke it all down and built it all back up with his people. Um, We came back and we offer We did like a a value to agent spreadsheet. We offer like $91,000 of training, signage, staging, consultations, photography, et cetera. Um, Advertising. Laid it out to all the agents on our team. And we said, you guys have 48 hours. We know this is not what you signed up for, but this is what we're moving towards that we have to do to build our business. It was a goal.
2: The only reason why is as team leads, if someone says to the boss that, they have a goal and this is what it is and that person doesn't hit their goal that's our fault and i don't really like to be at fault and also i like to win so if you tell me you want 100 and i know you're making right now 20 we've got a very large deficit so So we added a ton of accountability a ton of yeah and and we literally spent three days from eight to five pm doing nothing but like learning 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 and then we came back with a foolproof like this is how you get 100k K year plan yep, yep. Um, but it's not going to be easy and you know it's not going to be
3: 30 hour work weeks but it will be what you want and right. that will, what right. is it that you want yeah right. that's what we found you know and not to bash any agent who was worked no. with us because we all left we all like started place. and we all started with hey we're going to be a hands-off
2: team lead yep. like, we want you to do your own thing until we realized that they had goals
3: and we weren't hitting the goals, so. But yeah. there's a huge um, hurdle, I think, to get over with newer agents. We think that meeting with lenders and other agents and title companies and doing happy hours and all these things are how you're gonna build a business. Right. And being with other people who do what you do is not how you're gonna build a business. This thing,
1: this thing right here yeah. is how you so build a
3: business. That's kind of where we were like, <laughs> okay, we're working 80, 90 hours a week each each which is 160 to you know
0: yeah
3: um you guys have to put in the phone calls the door knocking the you know the dirty grimy and that's what even when i was building my own team Mm -hmm. i found is like an agent coming on wants um instant gratification it looks like
2: Pretty agents, driving cars, fancy, you know, like, oh, you're beautiful and driving fancy cars and you got all the life. And I'm like, yeah, no, that doesn't come (laughs) to anybody easy. And if it does, like their parents gave good. And if it does, we're going to take
3: it because we earned it right now. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's like I tell agents, you know, it's people get into our industry for the most part to, to get away from being told what to do, when to do it and how to do it. You know, a corporate life, nine to five, whatever it is but the, the great agents and the successful agents tell themselves what to do when to do it and how to do it every single day they treat it like a nine to five so there's
0: or a yes, seven you, seven, you, whatever.
1: yeah you can have their freedom you can have whatever you want but you have to work first to then go
0: get that
3: <laughs> mm-hmm. and that's where i think we have shifted at least in 2020 putting a silver platter of here are expired leads here are open house leads here are you know here are the scripts you need to use. Here's everything that you need to do. We just need to find the people who are willing and ready to get in the bud and actually do it. And, and it's hard to find with a person who comes straight off of the street ready to say, I'm gonna join a team because I'm all of a sudden gonna have all these leads thinking they're pre-approved, already ready to see houses and that's just not. Right.
0: Not what's,
3: the lead, uh, what's the internet lead? What's the internet lead follow through? Two, is it 2% when uh, you know?
1: I say it's always one percent. If someone tells you it's higher than that,
0: they're
3: probably lying. Right. So, so that's why, like, our sphere. And that's another thing is like when I'm working my sphere or my sphere's referrals, I'm never in my lifetime going to hand that off to an agent on our team. So we buy expired leads and forced sale by owners and all this stuff to give them enough to kind of call, yeah. get them going and make phone calls and all that stuff. But my pre-approved buyers who have known me for 10 plus years or my friends of 10 plus years who referred me a friend of a friend of a friend, I'm personally going to service that. I'm never yeah. going to that out.
2: Yeah. And um, I just think it's really important that people, I mean, like if you look at how we're working our deals and she's right, we, we won't give out our referrals, expired things or uh, referrals uh, sphere. Uh, we work them all differently too. We have sphere based, sphere based based events. And we also have events for clients and we have events for past clients. And those are all different because we know a lot of our sphere is going to actually be our future clients. So we're playing to them as well. And they've never even bought anything from us, but they're getting a nice package. And we're also doing the same thing for our past clients because we get great referrals from them. So everything is like, we're we're never staying out of touch with you. It's all building
3: relationships and keeping you know, a relevant face to everyone you can. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And
1: that's why I always felt like I worked best with buyers going back to that because I didn't have to sell. Right. In real estate, you don't take a phone call for the most part. You don't take a phone call today and they're buying tomorrow. Right. they are probably going to buy in three months, six months, 12 months, 18 months, 24 months. Right. Then it's just a follow-up game and that's where agents don't want to do the
2: work. The follow up is so hard for <laughs> some, some reason. Yeah, and that's right?
3: the, that's the frustrating part as team lead is like we gave a seven page like this is how many times you have to follow up call text email call text email act like you didn't realize that they're ignoring you or whatever you know do it until they either tell you to go away or they either buy or die right. My favorite my favorite text right now to send is I'm like
2: hey is this John now I've texted John seven times. And I know it's John and John hasn't texted me back and he's ghosted me hard. And I'm like, Hey, is this John? Hey, yeah, it is John. I'm like, okay, John answer my damn phone (laughs) call. No, but I'm like, as soon as they say like, Oh yeah, it is. I'm like, Hey, it's your realtor. Remember me? the one that you're on my search every day. What's going on? Are we doing something? You know? And it's just one of those, like, how do you get them to realize for one second? Like
3: I probably should tell them like, yeah, I'm here. One, well, that's what we tell our agents is, you know, seven to 12 times. That shows you're persistent. That shows you're consistent. That shows that you want their business. And that shows that you're you're willing to go the extra mile for them. And that's the, and,
1: and again, I mean, you guys are seeing it too. It's fr- like Ryan and I, we used to, um, you know, babysit and track people down and, hey, why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing that? Now we're just like, okay, let's, let's meet them wherever they're at with it, right? And we used to, this is a brick wall behind me, but we used to, I used to say it's like beating our head against a brick wall to get someone to do something that maybe they just don't want to do, or they don't want it, right? People say they want to make a hundred grand. They don't want to work to get the hundred grand.
3: Right. And that's where we're kind of at that point, And we kind of pivoted to that point in 2020, where we're like, we're going to pay for staging consultations, uh, professional photography, um, all these things Basically for all the listings, guys, because yeah. as much as it might be John Harp's name, it's LKW's brand. on our team and we want our brand to be consistent across the board so when someone hires lkw they know exactly what they're getting
0: you're doing
1: the right steps it's like you know we looked we looked at basically uh franchise model we looked like all right how can we make real estate like a mcdonald's to where we can plug and play any any agent from any part of their career into our systems and then be successful and like that's where you guys broke that down and building it up and you're right. on the, you know, you're on the right path now.
3: It's a tweak every day.
1: Yeah, now now it's now it's putting the right, you know, putting the right people in place and then, and then continuing to add if that's something you want to do to scale. I mean, think about it. McDonald's can be ran by 18 year olds and one manager, right? right. Because the fries go in for this long and the burgers go in for this long and the nuggets, you know what I
0: mean?
3: Right. So, and that's what we're trying to figure out with our director of operations who's building our basically operations manual. Yeah. Um, she's like, okay, so this earnest money comes in three days after contract, but you did this one three days after inspection. What's the difference? Yep. Or this one has a seven-day inspection period. This one has a ten-day. Like, what's the, it, uh, it? It's yeah. just explaining all the moving parts. Yeah. Um, so we're trying to dive as deep into it as we can with her, so she can build out. Literally, anyone could walk off the street in six months and be our transaction coordinator or be okay. our operations. Once you
1: guys, is she gonna be? I'm just curious. Is she going to be like doing the trainings and stuff?
3: We're hoping for her to do I'm the training. i have never trained any, anyone ever again.
2: We're hoping for her to do the training
3: and take over as like a CEO role so we can expand. recruiting, training. Um, she's getting her license. I think she said September. Mm-hmm. Um, so she'll be doing more Airbnb niche um, sphere or stuff like that. Um, but she is very much an SC in the paperwork with compliance, meticulous and all the detail. Um, so she's the, I would say perfect person to. Yeah.
1: One thing that may help you guys that I just started doing this year is doing video trainings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of all of your stuff. I don't know if you're doing it yet or not, but like I literally did video trainings of like how to work our lead system and all that stuff. And I just said, go watch this and then come to me, you know, watch this three, five times and then come to me.
3: Right. We had a director of branding last year who did um, with a lot of like next steps when you're in contract. Right. It was more, g- it was based more client-based. Client. Yeah. yeah. More than yeah. agents. But yeah, I think if we did like a mock buyer consult, consult closing, even. Yeah. yeah.
1: All right. One last question. I really appreciate your guys' time. I don't, not really the last one last question. Yeah. Um, so i always i'm always curious if you could give our audience one piece of advice um from at whatever point in time of your real estate career what would it be
2: i know mine go for it so every person you meet is a potential client it's somebody who ryan serhant labels everybody And i love ryan he's my like second fave see him. yeah we got tickets
1: nice i'm going i'll be there
2: yes um so everyone's either a buyer a seller an investor or a potential client right down down the line um and something he's taught me that was a couple of things i'm reading his sell it like sirhan right now even though i've had it for a couple of years and just haven't gotten to it so um and it was like no matter what every person you meet should go in your phone like you need to i i got so much better with labeling all of my contacts so everybody is either buyer lauren seller john investor amy realtor brandon or whatever you know it everyone has a title in front of them lender boom in um, this way everybody also has their email <coughs> you know their full name uh just all the details i can where i got the referral from what they're looking for uh because having that is so important there's been so many times where i've had people call me like do you remember we met at an open house a year and a half ago and i'm like ooh and i'm like now everybody goes in my phone and having like we are still framing our da- our data- database and trying yeah. to get that to perfection and it is a killer it's hard but ryan also taught me that just because they're not your client today doesn't mean they won't be your client tomorrow um, I mean, I went on a listing appointment, did all the right things. It was a buy sale. Uh, and I have been sending this client nonstop homes and she's looking and she's looking and we're talking and her neighbor's like, hey, my parents want to buy your house. Awesome. Now they're not represented and all the things happen. But then after that, she's like, yeah, my daughter went on the on the open house for me and met up with the realtor there and like, yeah, that's fine. And I'm like, ho ho oh. What a double whammy of non-representation for yourself in so many different ways. Explain myself, but also at this point now I'm like every day or every other day since this happened because I know she's actively like in some transaction. I'm yeah. like, is everything going okay with your home sale? Do you need me to look over any documents? Hey, I hope your showing went well. Um, I can still see that you're looking on my emails. I guess you you haven't found the right house yet. What's going on? And old me would have pulled her from the emails and been like, you don't get to look, you're done. But now I'm like, no, because I want to help you now. Because if nothing else, maybe you're going to refer me because you know that I'm going to touch base with you and not in an annoying way where she's like, great, thank you for asking, whatever, you right. know? And I'm like, hey, I'm looking out for you. And honestly, I am, because I know you're putting yourself in a vulnerable situation in multiple ways. Yeah. So if I can help you, wonderful If not, that's okay too. My feelings aren't hurt anymore and I don't take it personal. It's more so of a like, I want now I'm I'm driven to see what I can do for you as a person because that's at the end of the day, gonna make me better.
1: Yeah, that's awesome.
3: Yeah, mine would just be um, kind of the same realm, just be organized and follow up, um, be organized in making sure everyone you have is put in some sort of database Um, mine off the bat was all sphere. So I was like, oh, I have everyone on my phone. I don't need a database. I got it. Um, But the more that I grew and the more that I met people and, you know, I didn't add people correctly. um, Now we have drip campaigns and monthly newsletters and all that stuff. If I would have done that off the bat, I think I could have gotten a lot more referrals, um, a lot more reviews, stuff like that. Um, Instead of me manually being like, hey guys, just me again. Here's a link to you know, write me a review, right. um, you know, just automating everything and being organized as quickly as possible. Um, that's what I would have changed. Awesome. my career. So.
1: Awesome. And, uh, if, if anyone that's watching this, um, either a potential buyers, sellers, other agents that want to connect with you guys, what's the best way that they can reach out to you to, um, to connect with you.
2: So our email is LKW home team at gmail.com and I always love a good DM
3: at welcomehome614 on Instagram. My um, business Instagram is at Lauren Lucas underscore realtor. And then look up LKW home team on Facebook.
1: If you guys got any value from watching this today, from what these two ladies shared, go and follow them on Instagram and on all of their social media accounts. Um, Give them some love. Thank you so much for being on here with me. Thank
2: you, John. We had a blast. We, we, we
1: planned for an hour and we're getting close to two. So we had some technical difficulties in the middle, but, um, no, really, I, I really do appreciate you guys jumping on here and, and giving back and sharing, um, you know, your story and, and your business.
3: We appreciate you. Thank you so much for having uh, us. Um, Thank you so much. Have a great day. Bye. Bye.